Moncrief on News Talk. Yes, time now for the farming slot and joined once again by Mairead Lavery. Mairead, how are you? I'm very well, Tom. How are you keeping yourself? I'm very well. I'm reading your, your notes here and I get, I, I've noticed a few of you of late. You seem to be taking more pleasure in, in local nature and the world around you. Is that a COVID-19 thing or have you always just loved what's going on around you? Yeah, no, I, I really love this time of year because, you know, it's the promise of the new, a new beginning. And um, I hate when the weather is stormy and all the leaves start to fall off the trees, you know, the little fresh, lovely leaves. But to take, we, we're taking these Sunday drives and within our permitted area and looking forward to when we can go from county to county. But, you know, you go down back roads that you've never, ever gone before. And you just what's down this road, you know, and um, to see the, the grass coming up on the hedgerows, to see the hedges bursting out and the, um, the sycamore trees are out. The beech trees are coming to, into their own now. We've still got the ash to go and the limes are a little bit slow. But there's just this gorgeous, fresh greenness about the countryside. And it's, it's such a pleasant um, thing to do. You, you know, you don't have to have a destination. The most you'll probably end up doing is buying an ice cream in the local supermarket. Um, but that's about it. And it's it's just a lovely well, Which thing sounds great. Yeah, an hour or two. And, you know, we're all crusties now at this stage and we admire the views. And, you know, you, you, you just um, take in what nature produces and it's absolutely gorgeous. So tell me what's going on at this time of the year, too. It's, it's the business end of the year for, for silage. How is that getting on? Well, um, we were, as I said, we were out on Sunday and we saw the first of it being cut. Um, it's actually quite late this year because now yesterday here at home in West Limerick, we had sunbathing weather at 11 o'clock. At two o'clock, we had hailstones driven by an extreme northerly wind. And I went out for my walk last night with my gloves on. So, I mean, that was the weather in one day here. So there's there's been kind of the look of good weather, but there's been cold nights and a lot of frost and it's meant that grass hasn't bulked up and really filled out the way it should. So getting silage made has been a bit slow. Um, but I think it's 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 off the hook now and it's it's really starting uh, at this stage. Um, very important job in the farming year. It provides, imagine if you were being told you have a family of six to feed and you've got two weeks to produce the food for them in the middle of June and maybe another chance at it in the end of August. Well, you better get your calculations right and you better get oh, wow. the job right as well. Because... Um, you know, you only get a couple of shots at it and uh, it has to be done. The, the silage that's been made now is going into a pit. Um, so again, fierce care has to be taken here because, um, uh, you know, if you get it wrong, you get the whole pit wrong. So you want to make good quality silage. So that's important. And uh, and the silage crews are on the road and I can hear people already cursing down the line, those shagging, um, you know, um, silage rigs. Why do they need to be on the road? Why can't they stay within the farm gate? Well, the truth of the matter there is Irish farms are fairly fragmented. There's bits of it here and bits of it down the road. And there's the bit Uncle Jim got and we leased it back and we bought the bit from the neighbour 20, 30 years ago. And because livestock are better kept near the farmhouse and farmyard, they generally a lot of silage is made, you know, in the more distant land. Uh, and now I don't mean distant lands like in the Far East, but, you know, the land that's in a couple of kilometres from the house. So, you know, a lot of people, we get the silage done in a day and, and you know, there's a bit of putting up with it. But um, just, you know, you know, they'll be off the road very quickly. And 
And I'd ask, you know, the tractors to pull in where they can if they see a line of traffic behind them, you know, for everybody's sake to, to kind of share the road and, um, and, and, and think safety, because that's the other big problem at this time of the year. People are working very long hours, um, really into the morning, into the, you know, the small hours of the morning and out again at five o'clock or even earlier. And um, just safety can slip down the priority list. And the last thing you need is a serious accident or worse on a farm at this time of the year. So be very, very careful. They're busy times. They're stressful times. You get a machine breakdown or the weather goes against you. You know, you can forget the safety end of it and just but keep it in mind all the time. So that that's what's going on. OK, so big job. Very good. So people on the roads, be, be patient. And for the lads getting involved in it, keep safety front of your mind if you can. You were telling us also about the hedgerows. Hedgerows, they have a good um, good role in carbon, um, getting carbon negativity, they, haven't they? They have, yeah. And farmers have been arguing this all the time. It's not just the fields. The soil that has, is, can sequester carbon, it also can be done in the hedgerows. And I, I always just feel shocked at this number. There's about 690,000 kilometres of hedgerow in the country. Like, you know, sometimes you think, listening to people, that there wasn't a hedgerow left in Ireland. Um, but they reckon about 690,000 kilometres. And that's about 150 metres of, um, of hedgerow per hectare of ground. So there's a fair amount, like, you know, I, if I was to walk all the bounds here now, I'd, I'd have my good 10,000 steps done. And, you know, we've only a small place here. And, um, but if you were to walk the hedgerows, you, you'd really clock up your 10,000 steps very, very quickly. So Professor Frank O'Mara is, um, is a, doing research on this subject. And um, he says that, you know, they mightn't have as much potential as soils, but they're very important and they need to be quantified. And um, it's something that, you know, that research, we've been looking for it for a long time and it's good to see it's happening. And let's see how that goes to set off against the national herd and, you know, what what the targets are there. Very good. Um, also, it's been in the news everywhere, the, the, the fires, so many uh, shocking yeah. fires. We'd all been looking at the yeah. one in Killarney National Park over the weekend. Um, obviously, it calls for great concern. They they certainly are. And um you know, they, they really are. They're shocking. And what happened down in Kerry is shocking. I was talking to Valerie um, O'Sullivan this morning. She's a really well-known photographer down that part of the country. And she was still out on, on, on the hills on, in the National Park. Um, and um, she was saying to me that she reckoned about a third of the park was hit. Um, but it's not just down in, in, in Kerry that this has happened. Um, and what, one of the things, the point she made was that... Um, there's a wind called the Scaravine wind. It's an easterly wind and it comes in the two last weeks of April or the two first weeks of May. Uh, and it comes with the cuckoo. And sure enough, the winds that drew, blew up this, this uh, forest fire, um, the cuckoo came the same day as the winds came. But, um, but, you know, these fires have taken place in Mayo, in Wicklow, in West Cork, in North Kerry, in Galway. And I think there was one in Leash as well over the last few weeks. And, you know... I, I would hate to think that any farmer is in any way involved in this um, because, you know, if it's deliberate, it is tarnishes every farmer in the country. And um, and if it's ac accidental, you know, people need to heed how dangerous it is, dangerous it is with all that dry vegetation at this time of the year. year. Um, I know the men's sheds are doing great work down there in Kerry in the National Park. 
um, and, and pack actually around the area where these fires were as well, um, clearing away the rhododendron and clearing away a lot of that brushwood that's, you know, that's literally a tinderbox for fires. And they've been down there for the last few weeks or few years, um, every October bank holiday, helping the rangers clear it away. So I hope now, you know, when the, the new batch, there's, um, I think, 50 new rangers being uh, hired. Uh, now, they're not all probably going to the National Park. And the Gardaí have been called in as well. And I hope, you know, wh- the reason on how this is happening gets sorted uh, because, you know, it's not good news for anyone, and particularly on that side of the mountain where there's very little farming going on and where there's an awful lot of wildlife habitat that needs to be managed and maintained. OK, now I know you want to talk to us about sky lanterns, but I want to ask you about a few job opportunities because I just see uh, opportunities for people to make money. And I think in, in these times that there are things <laughs> we need to make sure people get to hear. Um, one of them concerns if you should be listening to us and have a horse box hanging around the place, you might be able to make yeah. some money. Well, it's a particular type of horse box. It's a rice horse box. It's the one with the domed roof and kind of timber panels and they're lovely painted kind of that motor green colour or is it called motoring green or something? You know, um, it's that lovely dark green colour. Um, I, I was talking to a farmer friend now this morning and she was telling me that um, she'd noticed a demand for these trailers uh, or these, these yeah, these trailers. And she put it up on one of the, the websites and within 10 minutes she had it sold. So seemingly, if you have these um, uh, horse boxes around the place and maybe they're withering away and rotting in the corner or you never got the wheels pumped or... You know, you don't you've got a new fancy one and you don't use it anymore. Um, there's absolute huge demand for them because they're being turned into mobile sweetie shops and um, coffee and cake docks. So uh, there's huge demand for them. And um, so, you know, you can maybe get a little bit of money that you hadn't expected to start the year with uh, by cleaning it up and putting a dash of paint on it and maybe changing the tires and see what would happen. Put it online. So that's that's one of the opportunities. The other opportunity there is from an education point of view, and it's good to see the apprenticeship scheme uh, working for the haulage industry. With the whole Brexit and all of that, um, you know, our lorry drivers are having to go further and, you know, put up with a lot more kind of messing uh, in terms of border controls and all the rest of it. Now, it's I know it's not messing, but if you've been 30 years dealing with without all of this, it's a real nuisance now. And the age profile of lorry drivers is, you know, a bit like farmers. It's nearly into their 50s. And um, so you, Sligo um, IT and um, the Freight Transport Association of Ireland have come together to launch the first academic qualification for commercial lorry driving in Ireland. So it's um, they're ready for the first intake next January. It's a two year level six course. And um, it's a really good idea because it's a really useful piece of um, qualification to have, no matter whether you go into the industry or not. It's a very good qualification. Very good. And also there's a food science or human nutrition course in UCD that people are thinking about them. Um, yes. entry yeah, get cracking. Yeah, get onto the UCD website now if you're interested in doing food science or human nutrition. Um, they're doing a virtual evening on the entry requirements, the career opportunities, the subject choices um, and everything like that. And it's on at seven o'clock tonight. And tomorrow night, it's um, it's it's the turn of agricultural science. If you want to do ag science, there's another one of these kind of um 
open seminars on at seven o'clock and all the information you need is on the UCD admissions website. You can just register and sign in and you can take part in the information. So, you know, it's a good way. You don't you won't be able to get out maybe to visit UCD and what they do there. But uh, I think this is a good, very good replacement and a good initiative from them. Great stuff. Make plans for the future. Always good. Mairead, lovely talking to you. Thanks very much. And I will just tell people briefly before we go, Sky Lanterns, they can be great crack, but livestock are eating them as they land. And that is very, very bad for the livestock. So please stay away from the Chinese lanterns. As always, the Farming Slot is podcast on Newstalk.com or you can listen back on the Newstalk app after the break. Why do we love murder mysteries so much? Moncrief on Newstalk.